0: Welcome to Base Liberty, your source for politics. The government is way too big, way too intrusive, we are overtaxed. History. The right to self-defense is a natural, God-given right. The founders clearly understood this. Economics. We can't just keep printing off money, we can't just keep borrowing money. If you think this path is sustainable, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. And more. From a Liberty perspective. I've got to disagree with you there, the income tax is clearly immoral. Because it assumes you don't own the fruit of your labor, the government With your host, Darren Wisely. Deregulation and decentralization are the answers if we're ever going to get this thing back on track. We need to look to families, churches, and charities, not the state. What's going on? Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 29. Darren Wisely here, so happy to be with you. Today is Monday, October 26, 2020. And we got a lot of new listeners last episode. So if you're a new listener or new-ish listener, I just want to say thanks a lot for the support. Now, this show isn't just current events. Uh, recently we've done a lot more with that, but we, I really like to focus on history, uh, constitutionalism, political philosophy, some economics, things like that. So there's some timeless episodes. If you want, if these topics interest you, we've got some stuff on nullification in the 10th Amendment, uh, why Snowden should be pardoned, recently did one on Bastiat. So there's a lot of different topics. If you want to go back and check those out, uh, you are more than welcome to. And to everyone else, just thanks again for the continued support. We're now in 10 different countries, which is pretty cool. So if you like what we're doing, leave us a five-star review subscribe wherever you're listening, and share this to your friends because that's the only way we're going to get the word out. We want people to know, hey, there's other people out here who love freedom and want to fight for it, but if we're not able to connect, then people who feel the same way are going to be a lot more isolated. And last episode, man, I got a ton of vitriol And you had, you know, what you'd expect from the left. It's really weird how the shutdown thing has become such a partisan issue. You really wouldn't think it would. Um, I had someone say, Fauci's just a public servant who cares about us. Oh yes, those career bureaucrats in Washington, they really are just good-hearted civil servants. I mean, gosh, some people are still so naive to hear a grown adult talk like that. uh, I mean, you want to laugh, but it's really just sad. People coming at me on Facebook on my page saying, oh, I'm fine being locked in my house forever. Okay, maybe you are, but how are things going to be made? See, that's real privilege. Real privilege is, hey, I don't ever have to go to work again. I'll be fine. How's that food going to get on the table? How are your supplies going to be made? But I've talked about all that. Check out my COVID week episodes if you want me to go more in detail on that. And of course, I have some articles on that as well. But I was much more surprised to get so much ire from this Liberty Republicans group. Someone really was just, a couple people were really just butthurt that I said they were COVID Karens out there with these lockdowns. And I think it's funny they're more mad about a term I call someone than the fact that these policies are leading to suicide, suicide, starvation, people losing their jobs, they've worked their entire lives to have, but but you're more worried about a term we call someone, really? And you say you're fighting for liberty? Shutdowns are the antithesis of liberty. You're no liberty-minded person if you're pro-shutdown. I mean, just point blank, period. This is not defensible from a point of view of someone who cares about liberty it's it's draconian it's tyrannical and it's not the group as a whole I mean there's thousands of people in this group so if you're in this group don't think I'm making a broad generalization about everyone in it I'm just talking about the four or five people who are on this bandwagon seemingly supporting the shutdown but I asked them their position because I generally want to know hey where do you guys stand on this they wouldn't answer so I think I got my answer there uh, so these people are probably not liberty-minded at all. They're probably just never Trump Republicans, you know, your Mitt Romneys, uh, which is not liberty-minded at all. But it is sad how this has become such a divisive issue left and right. Um, you know, I thought more people, even though it's not very political, would just have that natural human instinct to want to be free. And to step up and do something about these shutdowns. And much to my disappointment, I mean, yeah, people are waking up people. There is a backlash. But a lot of people are just towing that party line if they're on the left. Or if they don't really have a political home, they're just going along with it. And I just, I find it sad, but I guess that's what 100 years of communist indoctrination gets you. As has happened, unfortunately, in our country. But you know what? I'll just, I'll just do it. I can do a whole episode about that. So I'll, I'll get into today's topic, which of course was the debate last week. And I'll say first off, the moderator was so much better. Oh my gosh. Chris Wallace sucked. He's insufferable. He, I mean, I was embarrassed for him. He's got to be embarrassed. Of course, uh, his ego's so big. I'm, I'm sure he's, Thinks he did just great. This moderator is much better. Uh, The format um, was good. Now, obviously, the questions are a little skewed toward Biden, but you're going to have that. It is the mainstream media, after all. That's just kind of how it goes. Considering it's mainstream media, the bias was you couldn't have really gotten it any more fair. Uh, Just in the world we live in, you really couldn't. Now, Trump was much better. He did a pretty good job. Uh, He didn't absolutely kill it, though. I mean, he did good, not great. Um, Now, the moderator did save Biden a few times. It kind of reminded me, like in a boxing match, when someone's just absolutely getting pummeled, the ref steps in, you know, before someone seriously gets some brain damage. Well, Biden probably already is brain damaged, but I'm using it as a metaphor here. I'm saying that when Trump started actually really turning up the heat, really hitting Biden well, and really being on to something, the moderator did, okay, we need to move on, we got enough time. So that was subtle, but if, but it certainly was noticeable that uh, she came in to, as a ref in a boxing match, pulled Trump off Biden a couple of times. My my only other criticism, and again, in, in today's political climate, it's just how it is. But Biden just lied and lied and lied. And if there was any sense of objectivity, the moderators would have pushed back on it. But I mean, both debates, he just nonstop lies. But of course, no one questions that. And I'll point out some of his biggest ones in a little bit. Now, as for Biden himself, he was about the same as last time. And bo- and I really thought, well, in that first debate, I thought he'd stumble all over himself. But of course, Trump did an absolutely horrible job allowing that to happen. So Trump prevented him there. But I thought, okay, tonight, maybe he'll stumble over himself here. And he really didn't. He was able to talk for a couple minutes and put complete thoughts out there or semi-complete thoughts at least. And it really makes you wonder, you know, is he on some kind of cocktail of medications that's making him more coherent? Or was this some kind of stunt in the beginning to have Joe be such a kook that the bar was so low and then he kind of comes into the debate and he seems uh, relatively with it? Uh, I don't really know what the change is. It's there. Um, just found that interesting. So they talked about COVID for a good deal of the debate, and man, oh man, am I sick of talking about COVID, but I mean, it is really relevant because I think if Biden were elected, he would lock us all in our homes. He certainly didn't write that off in the debate. Biden talked about his plan, but just as he has when talking about his quote unquote plan, it's really just exactly what Trump did. Oh, we're going to do testing, we're going to try to get a vaccine, blah, 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 blah. Well, isn't that what Trump did? Isn't that what Trump's doing? I mean, Biden just spewed propaganda regarding the COVID. I'm sure his supporters just ate that up. I mean, for instance, talking about these teachers dying because children going back to school, there's no bigger upsurge in teacher deaths than any other population group. Again, just complete lie, complete propaganda. Talking about children dying. I mean, children have a better chance of being struck by lightning on their way to school than they do dying of COVID. We know young people are the safest group from this virus. He said, if people would just wear the mask. Oh, really? If we all And, and that is the propaganda I'm so sick of. If we all just wore the mask, it's only these selfish people not wearing masks, this whole thing would be gone. Uh, that is blatantly, blatantly false. If you look at any of the data, any places that have had harsh mask policies, there has been no correlation with that and decreased deaths. I've talked about some of this stuff in other episodes, but there's a lot of studies out there and these mask policies are not saving lives or or whatever Biden in so many of these COVID Karens clean. It's just untrue. And Trump mentioned how we need to learn how to live with the virus. A very uncontroversial statement. You can look at, you know, BBC, many of these just mainstream, certainly not uh, right of center outlets have said similar things. And it's true. We need to learn how to live with them. Biden Biden was waiting for that one. I tell you what, he pounced all over him there. But it's just silly because Trump is exactly right. We cannot just shut down forever. Biden points to, we have to trust the science. Again, another COVID Karen one-liner. The problem with Biden and people in his camp, trust the science to them doesn't actually mean look at science make an educated de- decision and conclusion based on the science. It is trust the science that we want you to trust, which is who? Government bureaucrats. If there's science that contradicts it, as there is plenty of out, look at the Great Barrington Declaration. Uh That's not the kind of science they want you to trust. So just more cherry picking, and you see it all over Facebook, as well with the COVID Karens, Biden had his silly little talking about, again, again, more propaganda from Biden talking about if there's an empty chair at dinner, um, you can thank Trump as if presidents can control the spread of a virus. And that's a problem with the United States. And this has gone back for quite some time. This idea that the president, good or bad, is responsible for anything. The economy goes up or down, it's the president's fault. You know, people that have COVID or not, it's the president's fault. I mean, yeah, the president has a lot of power, way too much. And his policy can affect things like the economy or what have you. But I mean, to stop a virus, I mean, that's ridiculous. That one person could just stop a virus. Uh, That's not how it works. You know, what I hear from Biden and a lot of these other TDS, Trump derangement syndrome fanatics... It reminds me of a show when I was a kid called Arthur that was on PBS. It's a cartoon, a kid's cartoon. If you might remember it, or maybe you had a sibling that watched it, or maybe if you have kids, they watched it. You might know what I'm talking about. Arthur had the sister named DW, and she was, I don't know, a brat, I guess you'd call her, but she's the youngest child, so she's getting all the attention. And at a certain point, she has a younger sister named Kate. And she's jealous because now Kate is the youngest. Kate gets all the attention. So anything that happens, she says Kate did it to try to make the parents not like Kate and make her, quote unquote, the favorite child, I guess you'd say. So they're driving, you know, just silly things happen. You know, milk spills in a different room than she's in. Kate did it. And I remember laughing as a kid. They're driving past, uh... An or er, a uh construction zone and they blow something up, like a demolition site, a building falls down, and she goes, Kate did it. You know, like this little infant was responsible for blowing up a building. But that's how these people act about Trump. You know. Something happens, oh, it's Trump's fault. The virus happens, oh, it's Trump's fault. Trump did it. So um I don't know why it made me think of that show, it just did. But Trump had some really good responses. About the lockdowns, uh, my favorite, the cure can't be worse than the disease. That is absolutely true. And he said, under Biden's policies, he'd lock down the nation, then we wouldn't have a nation. I mean, it's true. You And I've talked about this, I've harped on it. You cannot just keep things locked down forever and expect things to just keep going on, goods to be produced, and etc. cetera. And uh, Trump also said, Biden just wants us all to live in our basement like him, but but we can't do that. <laughs> and again, he's right. And uh, I mean, it, it's just scary that someone like Biden would try to force us to all stay in lockdown. Now, I'm not saying he certainly would if elected, but he seems pretty comfortable with that idea. Of course, he has no constitutional authority to do so, but I don't think the constitution is a huge concern of him or his party. It's definitely, especially if there's a surge in cases over the the uh, the winter and early spring. A President Biden definitely seems like someone who would be fine locking us back down. And I really, and I like as I said earlier on the show, am disappointed because I thought there would just be more not heavily partisan people, but people with just common sense values and a love for freedom who would really resist these lockdowns and things. And more people are being have been woken up because of it. But way more people than I thought have just gone along. And Biden talked about Trump. Uh, he made this claim that Trump told his friends on Wall Street about the covid and uh to try to help them make a ton of money short selling i mean that's just stupid um i mean this this stuff in the market happened long before even the cdc talked about it being airborne so it's ridiculous but i thought trump turned that back on him pretty well how biden has gotten way more contributions in his campaign from wall street and of course you've got hunter Trump rightfully pointed out, I mean, you talk about the Gambino crime family, these other, what about the Biden crime family? We don't know yet how big Joe's involvement with all this with his son is. We don't know if he broke any laws, but whether it's legal or not, certainly this is unethical. Certainly this isn't right. I mean, how does a guy who's been a, quote, public servant go from being nothing to now being worth $9 million, having multiple homes? Of course, his son's traveling the world, picking up bags of cash. I mean, something's rotten in Denmark. There's stuff coming out. And we'll just see how deep this goes. Obviously, Hunter is into some deep stuff. How big Joe's involvement is, you know, we don't really know. Maybe he just knew his son was doing it. Maybe he made some money off it. I mean, if he was making some while he's in office, that's a huge problem. But even if he wasn't in office when he's collecting, um, there's still gonna be some red flags. So they did talk about foreign policy a little bit more than before, um, which is nice considering, you know, that's one of the areas the president actually is constitutionally authorized to act. Um, unlike all this meddling in the day-to-day lives of us, which the president has no authority to do, seems to be what all these debates and all the discussions are about, of course, because none of these people really care about the Constitution. So it was good to see a little about that. It would have been nice to get more in detail. I mean, really though, I mean, Trump, he hasn't kept all his promises in terms of withdrawing our global presence, but he has not got us into new wars He's brokered peace deals. I mean, in my lifetime, or really even since World War II, you could say, Trump is the peace president. Um, And that's really, really why he's hated so much. The establishment loves war. They know that if they go into a conflict with some place most Americans can't point out on a map, no one will really question it. And they can use this as an avenue to grab more power, to lend out defense contracts to their friends, and get fat off it. And that's what the military-industrial military complex is all about. And Trump, standing against that, wanting to actually put America first, wanting to protect our, the lives of our young people, not spend money and blood and treasure in endless unnecessary wars. But these people, the establishment, Republicans and Democrats hate this. Biden made this just weird comment about Hitler. He said, well, uh, we were friends with Hitler before he attacked Europe. <laughs> I really thought he meant, before they, he said, we were friends with Hitler before they invaded. Europe, I am I was thinking, when did Hitler invade us? Hmm, okay, gotcha. So I think Joe was like, oh, maybe I was wrong there. So he threw in that Europe. But really, it's like, wh- everything is about Hitler to these Democrats. I mean, they are so fixated. Try to have a conversation with the Democrat and have them not bring up Hitler. I mean, good luck. That, that'd be a fun little challenge. Have a political conversation with the Democrat and see if they bring up Hitler because they almost always will. And it'll almost always be completely irrelevant. Um, Biden had a few moments there where it wasn't even like, okay, Trump, are you going to have a comeback? It was just like, what's going on here? He, he said a few weird things, but I guess he is Joe Biden. Now, Biden's biggest of his many lies of the night came when it came to health insurance. One thing that's kind of disappointing, I, I noticed, you know, Trump pointed out that Biden's plan is the road to socialized medicine. Now, Trump is right about this. But I don't think that word socialism and socialize has the weight it used to. Especially since, you know, a third of young people apparently want to get rid of capitalism, which is sad and uh, scary. But at the same time, look where they're learning it from. Look who's indoctrinating them. I mean, can you blame them? So... I mean, that's where it's going to come to education to change attitudes about this. But Biden's talking about the public option. The only way a public option can work is if you subsidize the public option, i.e. you're using taxpayer dollars to prop it up, or you make the private sector option so poor that people want to opt into the public. So either way, you're screwing over the private sector. You're taking away freedom of choice for people to pick a plan that works for them, you're raising rates artificially. I mean, no, the average American does not benefit from this. It screws over doctors. It's just going to help a select few line their pockets. But people will vote for it because, well, they think it's free stuff. But guess what? Under under Biden Care, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, you're getting worse service for more money. Does that sound like a good idea to you? Well, it doesn't to me. But people don't understand basic economics. But his biggest lie came when he said there's private insurance under Obamacare. I mean, that is blatantly true. Blatantly false. So many people have. He said no one would under his plan, no one did under Obamacare. I mean, and again, no one even pushes back on that. I do like that he threw some shade at Bernie and, and some of the other people in the party. That was kind of funny, but really what he's pushing is is not that much different, but still fun to see. But even though that lie was huge, I think Biden hurt himself the worst. I mean, he flat out said he was going to end the oil industry. And Trump rightly capitalized on that. He said, everyone in Pennsylvania, you're watching this. And I'm sure Trump is going to put that in every campaign ad. I mean, he'd be a fool not to. Put that in every campaign ad. Biden is going to run you out of a job, ruin our country's economy. Uh, This idea that we're just going to end oil and... Replace with what? I mean, this is AOC-level critical thinking. Oh, yeah, we're just going to end cow farts and we'll all live happily after. All right. Good luck with that. But people are going to line up to vote for it. I mean... Who knows, but the media said it was a draw. So, you know, that means Trump won. Um, I definitely think Trump won. I think he did good. He did so much better in the first debate. Um, It wasn't a knockout for him though. So I'm going to say he did good, but not great. He's just very uncomfortable talking about the whole COVID stuff. You You can tell. And it might be because he boxed himself in and because he just hasn't been real consistent, especially early on with his rhetoric. But he really landed some good ones on Biden. (laughs) It's funny, you got the media defending Biden's crime bill. And that was another area Trump got him pretty good on, is this 94 crime bill. And I never thought I'd see left-wing pundits defending this 94 crime bill. But what weird times we live in, man. I gotta tell you what. And really, it all comes down to, will this even make a difference? Does it even matter? I mean, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know who's going to win the election. I haven't paid attention to the polls close enough to really give an accurate answer there. Um, And unlike all these people popping off on Facebook, I don't comment on things when I'm not knowledgeable on the topic. I wish more people would heed that advice. Um. My gut tells me it's going to be close, but uh, I can't predict one way or the other, I'll tell you that much. I think it's close, I don't know if the debates make a significant difference or not, it's really all up in the air. All I know is I am just looking forward to a day when we cannot be have to worry about lockdowns, not wear these stupid masks, by force at least, but... Whoever wins, you know what we're going to be doing on base liberty. We're going to be fighting propaganda, debunking myths and lies, and fighting for liberty, regardless of the outcome of any election. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode on the debate recap. Everyone take care, and we'll talk to you soon.